at the risk of losing you immediately during my first moment in this pulpit, I'd like to start us all out with a scientific definition. Epigenetics has become a popular buzzword, but just in case this recent field of scientific research isn't on your radar, the official definition of epigenetics is the study of changes in organisms caused by modification of gene expression rather than alteration of the genetic code itself. The CDC explains this more simply as the ability for developing cells to turn on or off certain characteristics of their DNA. Affecting these on-off switches beyond the genetic code are environmental factors such as pollutants, behavioral choices like diet and exercise, and life experiences that create stress and trauma. A clear example of this at work is in the recent study that showed children born in Holland during a famine year between 1944 and 1945 had an increased rate of heart disease while siblings born after them from the same parents did not. These non-genetic factors have the capability to transform our DNA and can last in the genome for multiple generations. Currently, Western science is proving that epigenetic changes can be present in a person from at least three previous generations. For those counting, that's your great-grandparents. In conversation with this research is the seventh-generation principle, popularized by the Haudenosaunee culture. This indigenous teaching states that decision-makers in the present have a responsibility to consider the impact of those choices not only in their own lives, but in the lives of those who will come seven generations in the future. There seems to be a deep implication coming from both the scientific community and the wisdom of indigenous peoples. We can be and have been influenced by the lives of those who came before us, and we can and will change the lives of those coming after us. Ultimately, we are learning that we inherit and carry within us more than just our eye color and skin tone. We inherit our stories written into our very bodies. The life experiences of our ancestors change them at a cellular level, and we embody those changes in our present lives today. Generational trauma is carried in our bodies beyond our own lives, and so is generational joy, resiliency, healing, and love. Genesis, more than its authors could ever realize, is a pretty decent textbook on generational trauma. Today we hear of Jacob and Esau, fraternal twins, another fascinating genetic expression, who are seemingly at odds with one another since birth. Their individual genetic characteristics and personality traits are central to their story. Jacob is a classic indoor kid, occupying his time quietly cooking while his brother Esau prefers to hunt outdoors. Neither is inherently wrong for who they are and how they are, but they were born fundamentally different people. These differences create their story and ultimately change the trajectory of an entire family's lineage. Esau, by giving away his birthright, in a single moment allows for Jacob instead to become the father of the nation of Israel. A behavioral choice has a generational impact. And we see how that story plays out in the generations that follow. 
The genetic seeds sown in Jacob and Esau's story parallel the seeds sown in Jesus's parable. We know this story, a Sunday school classic, all too well. Seeds sown in unfavorable conditions won't grow to their full potential. The ones that do will. We get the gist. Don't be tempted by bad things. Do good things. Make the right choices, and our lives will be fulfilling and successful. Today, I hear a call to take Jesus's words seriously when he shares a truth that scientists are showing through epigenetic research. Our lives are not ours alone. Our lived experiences will continue long beyond our bodily experiences on earth. Jesus tells his listeners that the seeds are us, living people, gathering life experiences, experiences that will form us. And so the seeds are those in our communities today and those who will become a part of our communities in the future. When I read about seeds left on bare ground for birds to eat, I hear those in our midst left unprotected will never have a chance to grow. When I read about seeds sown on rocky soil, I hear those without established roots, without nurturing and stability, won't have the resilience needed to thrive in this harsh world. When I read about seeds falling amongst thorns, I hear those who are distracted by the easy answers in life will never prosper. These distractions will decenter their hope and their belief in a better world. What kinds of lives are we planting within ourselves, embedding in our genetic code for those who will come after us? What kind of kingdom are we building? With the words of this parable, we are suddenly no longer simple products of the stories told to us and about us. We are co-creators with God of a new story. What power? What responsibility? But just as trauma is carried in the body, so is the healing of that trauma. In her novel, The Parable of the Sower, Octavia Butler has her main character repeatedly share the insight, God is change. We often talk about God as steadfast, unchanging, faithful. But God is also a God of drastic change and renewal. If we can inherit and pass on trauma, we can also inherit and pass on love unabashed hope, and the celebration of who we have become thus far. Nothing is set in stone, not seeds, not us. So what stories will we tell? With our bodies, our choices, our spending, our giving, our living, our dying. What stories will we embed in our great, 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 great grandchildren? Will we continue old narratives, continuing to plant in depleted soil? We are epigenetic wonders with so much power to cultivate spiritually fruitful lives. We are descendants of Abraham. We are a people of resurrection. Whatever burdens we have inherited, we have also inherited inner strength through God's love for us to become unburdened. How might we use that truth? a truth science is beginning to explain, but one we have always known in our very selves to create a new kingdom. Amen.